0: To this week's episode of Faster Masters Rowing Radio. Grab a seat at the table as Masters Rowing Coaches Marlene Boyle and Rebecca Caro share their biggest secrets on how to unleash your hidden potential and plot a new course for real results on the water and off. Now, on to the show. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode where we are talking about recovery from exhaustion. I'm Rebecca Caro, and I'm joined by Marlene Royal.
1: Hi, Rebecca, and hello to our Faster
0: Masters. We're going to like pep you up today. (laughs) Isn't it funny how uh, when you pick a topic and and you and I plan our podcast, So, exhaust training. There are two angles. So the under-recovery bit was something Mike Spratlin once said in my hearing. He said, there's no such thing as overtraining, there's just under-recovery. Well, of course, they are very physical and dependent on the individual athlete. So. Do you have a view on which of these things it is or whether actually they're just two sides of the same coin and there is no difference? I think I, I think
1: traditionally we've, and in the traditional sport science literature, they've always used the term overtraining. But your limiting factor in training is your reco- ability to recover. So I actually prefer the term now under under recovery because because it really is you know what what affects your ability to train or your is the amount that you can recover from session to session day to day week week to week so um so recovery is key and and keeping in mind that you do not have to necessarily be fully recovered to still train effectively
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there may be a point when you simply um your resting heart rate is going up. Your heart rate variability levels are indicating higher stress. You're not sleeping well. Um, you're having racing thoughts at night. You know these these types of things. You know may indicate like if your if your nervous system isn't recovering, you kind of feel like you're you're on high alert all the time, and that can lead to um, that can lead to exhaustion. And, you know, just a, a, when, when you're seeing a real drop in performance, I think that's that's your alert right there, like in your everyday life and in your work or in your training. So that's that's a red flag when like, you just go like, Oh, I just, I just can't do this right now. You know, well, is it because you just need to rest a little bit or you're really, really tired? So um, you know, you, you have to look at the, the big picture for sure.
0: It's like a flight or fight response, isn't it? That high. Yeah, rate.
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well, your body's telling you like something's going on. You need to pay attention to me, right?
0: So, so rowing may not be your only cause, but let's run through what Elizabeth Avery, who is a expert nutritionist, she's been a guest on our rowing and aging and on our menopause podcasts. Um, she is an expert on the from the nutrition point of view and has six causes. Of exhaustion
1: yeah so some of some of the points that that elizabeth brings up and and this is kind of from personal correspondence you know the the points that she she brings up is one inadequate sleep okay that's a big one depression or extreme stress an acute illness like um you might have a bad cold or a flu and you know even today some people are still getting COVID, so these, are, these can be things that can uh, um, influence you. Inadequate nutrition, especially insufficient carbohydrates, because carbohydrates you need for training, you need for your energy. Um, inadequate hydration, and perhaps like insufficient dietary iron, and th- this is something that might affect women um, and vegetarians or vegan eaters more. And, you know, you know, she also causes like, if your training has recently increased significantly, then yes, there, there absolutely may be a reason for your general tiredness. So, you know, if you're getting enough sleep and nutrition, hydration, and recovering from day to day, you should be able to adapt to the new training, training load. If you're not, adapting and you you find that you're tired and it's just just not getting better you know start paying attention more to your nutrition like what are you eating before you train what do you what are your post recovery um foods after your workouts and um and start just paying attention to patterns like you know does your energy drop at a certain time of day you know do you need a little bit of extra sleep during the day and you know s- start trying to observe how you feel And you know, sometimes there's there's an accumulation as well um, that you might not you might not necessarily feel right away. Like there is a little bit of a difference of being fatigued from session to session. For example, if you if you rode or trained a, a pretty hard session the day before, um, and you know you may feel like you need an easier session the the next day. And, and that that's okay, you know, to adjust according to, you know, do you need an active rest day? Or if you were planning a hard set, maybe you were planning to a medium session and a hard session, and your heart rate is high, and you just wake up in the morning, and you're like, you know what, I'm just beat. Emphasize quality over quantity, that would be my, my advice. And if you have a, High quality session you need to do, just delay it for a day and give yourself the ability to recover, and then put that you know adjust put that session in so that you can do that you can do the session um, at the level that you want to do that. There's no sense to like you don't need to drag your butt through things. That's what I'm gonna say.
0: (laughs) You're not not gonna benefit in the long term. Yes, you might feel good in the short term that you did the session and you ticked it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah but is it really going to help you? True. So how many weeks might it take to adapt to a new heavier training load?
1: Well, it depends how severe you are. I mean, I, mean, I, th- I think if you look at, if you, if you just take it small, you know, like, listen, if you're, if you're used to training five times a week and then you start training six times a week, that's a 12% increase in training that's, that's kind of a big jump. Um, I would, I would look at smaller changes, you know, maybe you add in a walk, maybe you add in an extra five or 10 minutes to each session. You know, I would, I would keep your training increases like 5%, you know, roughly because, because if you make a big jump, you might feel fine for a day or two, but it's going to come back and bite you. I, I guarantee that it will, because that's not the only, in master's rowing, um, that is not the only thing going on in our life, either.
0: Absolutely right. So your exhaustion cause may not be your rowing.
1: Absolutely, and 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 that's something to pay attention to. Like as as Elizabeth notes, um, it might be extreme stress. Right? You have there's some stressful event in the family or in the workplace or financial. It, I mean, it can be many things that. It, it all kicks off the same cortisol hormones, right? So.
0: Totally, totally right. So, we kicked off some of our questions when there was a really interesting quote from Eliza McGrand on the Masters Row International Facebook page when she said, question, when you do a hard day, do you end up napping afterwards? She said, a lot of my increased de- degree of difficulty days end up because of work, um, I'm being on days off. I'm wondering if it's athlete usual, whether it's specific to aging, specific to autoimmune processes or a combination. But after a hard practice, I go comatose. And if schedule allows, I end up in a deep sleep for one to three hours. If I'm working after the session, I get through the work, but drop like a stone as soon as I'm home. Sleep that night seems to chug along in the random yes sleep or no sleep or some sleep range, regardless of the deep nap. So I would say this lady has definitely got a under recovery, overtraining challenge in her life from those sorts of symptoms. And I, I'm not a medic. Well, I, you know,
1: I, I would, my advice to Eliza would be respect, respect what your body's telling you. And and if you need to lay down and take a nap, please lay down and take a nap. your, 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 your best recovery. Really? I mean, nutrition and hydration are so important. Um, If, you know, we're going to assume that that you're eating properly before and after training, but sleep is 100% the best recovery method. So um, if if you've started a new activity or you're entering a new phase of training and you need extra rest, my advice is absolutely take it. I I think it's, I think it's never going to hurt you. And it's always going, it's always going to help you. And people are different with naps. Some people nap every single day. I take a nap every single day and I have my entire life. Um, It doesn't affect my ability to sleep at night. I sleep just fine. Some people aren't in the habit of that, but even laying down and just closing your eyes will allow your body to rest. So to get a little bit of extra recovery, you know, you may sleep and, and Eliza may need this sleep because she's sleeping for at least an hour. So obviously her body needs this. Um, but the, but you can also get quite a lot of, of recovery by simply laying down and closing your eyes because most of the stimulation that comes into your body comes in through your eyes. So when you rest your eyes, you're, nervous system rests. So maybe you're even in, sitting in a chair and you just close your eyes for five minutes for a little bit of recovery. It, it will definitely help. So setting an alarm, that's a very good, I think that's a very good yeah. tip.
0: I mean, I you know, reckon 20, 20 minutes is, is yeah. a good thing. If you don't feel like you're likely to fall asleep, but you just want to rest your eyes. Exactly. So then, you yeah. know, you don't have to keep waking, opening your eyes to check yeah. the clock. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think that's
1: true. And, and, and you know, if you know, you set your alarm, like, okay, I'm, I'm free for this 20 minutes. And you can just, again, just quiet, just quietness, relaxing. Um, it's still going to be, it's still going to be re- refreshing. Um, some people don't tolerate naps well, right? If they nap during the day, it affects their sleep at night. So yes. I think you have to look at what, what type of person you are and what time you typically go to bed and what is your bedtime routine and how does this fit in? But the best, you know, um, you know, it, Exhaustion indicates rest. Usually, rest and relaxation. Maybe there's some other things you can do that are relaxing physically. Not like people do yoga; they stretch. Um, it yeah. can be res- things that are restorative.
0: Yeah, I like that because for me, gardening is restorative.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or some people that you know, cooking. For me, it's cooking. You know, I like cooking. That's res- that's restorative. I like to go for a walk. That's restorative. Um, so I think I think each individual, you know, look at what, you know, what do you just enjoy, you know, getting it out in nature is incredibly healing and restorative. And it's very, very well documented in in the research. Um, So that may just be something if you're having a really stressful day, there, there's indication that even, even going for a walk, I just listened to this really interesting neuroscience about, neuroscientist about the, the – he's written a book like the, the Power of Walking. And even walking for 10 minutes has an incredible effect on your entire nervous system, an incredible positive effect. So you don't have to necessarily say, oh, I need 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Just go outside and walk for 10 minutes. And that can have – walking in nature has been proved to be very restorative, and you don't necessarily – it's better to do it a few times a day if necessary, but little bits and pieces can help for sure.
0: Key messages that listen to your body, um, check out your nutrition and just try things. If, if napping might be the new big thing that you discover and remember that as we age, our bodies change our life responsibilities change. And, you know, this may be something that you just need right now. Right. And you may not need in the future. Um, so one of our watchers says, I love naps, but my hips and my legs feel leaden if I nap after a session. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, people react differently to naps. So my, my advice for our listener, what's a good way to revive? wake up slowly, move slowly, do a little bit of, do a little bit of stretching, do a, just maybe go outside and walk on your porch for a couple of minutes. This is going to really like blow you away. Even five minutes of gentle activity gives you the same dopamine hit as a training session does. So, so you don't have to do, in order to get that good feeling from exercise, you don't have to exercise or move all that long in mm. order to activate the good, the good dopamine hit. So,
0: yeah. Steve says going rowing for pleasure every now and then is how I restore my stress levels. Well, that's brilliant. Exactly. I mean, yes, you are
1: yes. perfect example. Yes. And, and rowing is the perfect sport because cyclical repetitive sports, okay. Rowing cross-country skiing, swimming, cycling are are restorative activities for our nervous system. So things that have repetitive cycles are very restorative for for the nervous system. So in this case, an easy, comfortable row like really organizes your body and, you know, hopefully makes you feel better. So um, if not, go for a little bike ride, go for a little walk, you know, just The the key is a little bit of movement. It doesn't necessarily have to be hard, but it will definitely um, put you on the path
0: to recovery. Great advice. Thank you. And till next time. Bye-bye. We are part of the Rowing Chat Podcast Network. Please tell your rowing friends about the show. And if you've learned just one helpful thing from today's episode, please consider supporting the show for as little as $1 per month by visiting FasterMastersRowing.com com forward slash podcast